1: It's the Dork, dork. dork. Podcast. with Rich Keefe. It's the Dork, dork. Podcast. Hashtag. It's the
0: Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Oh, shit, what up? Oh, you know what it is. I'll tell you what. They got us in a new studio. Nobody really cares, but I'm all out of sorts. I'm all out of sorts here. We might not have all of the bells and whistles that we normally do, but I'm okay. I, You know, I can play road games. That's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs>
1: We just play jazz. That's what we do.
0: That's all we do. That's all we do. Ryan, we don't have time for small talk. Let's get in to the news of the week. I don't have the sounder, so would you would you like to sing it for us? I don't want to do that at all. Okay. All, all right. Be Great. Let's just j- dive right into it, Ryan. This week in Hashtag Dork, Zombieland 2 is happening. It'll be out October... 2019 so a year from this fall it'll be the 10-year anniversary from zombie land one woody harrelson jesse eisenberg emma stone abigail breslin all on board do you care about this
1: yes i do actually oh you thought i was gonna come in with like a no
0: not really but like, i kind of do you kind of do know, care about this i the, yeah the go ahead i
1: care about the least the person i care about the least in this is jesse eisenberg if you can believe that
0: yeah, I'll tell you what, his turn as Lex Luthor has uh, soured many a people on it.
1: And not only that, but like in his subsequent like pressers he's done for like Now You See Me and Justice League and all that stuff, he just seems like a smug prick.
0: Am I off on that? No, you're not off on that. And it's too bad because he had a few movies where I was like, you know what, I think I like this guy. I think he's a pretty good actor. And then you're like, yeah, he's kind of... And speaking of Now You See Me, apparently, like, magicians, I'm not one. I wish I was. It's just not meant to be. But magicians hate that movie because it's, like, it's so wrong. Like, everything about it is not, like, what magicians do. And, like, everything they do is bullshit in the movie. But Have
1: you ever called out a bad mu- magician on
0: a trick? I I'm have sorry, not, not because I am on an illusion I
1: am... because we don't call them tricks. They no, they, they are them...
0: illusions. I'm a very yeah. easy mark for magicians. They can do yeah. anything. Like, they're like, pick a card. I pick the card, and I'm, like, already in. I'm like, this is going to be amazing.
1: They get very upset when you see something you're not supposed to see.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: And you're like, hey, I saw that and they're like Oh oh you did. Oh you did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they get like really pissed off about it. So
0: Well I try to just enjoy it. I I see that as entertainment. I try not to, to dwell on it too much. Yeah. Uh Ryan, guess what? South Park season twenty two is gonna premiere Wednesday, September twenty sixth. This is pretty intense. That's pretty intense. Twenty two seasons. I mean, it's never
1: gonna catch the Simpsons, I don't think.
0: No, I don't think so. But they keep pumping them out, and they do shorter seasons. And I, I like how they do it, and it's just it's still really good. They've they've said before they're going to do like a little bit less politics, and I kind of hope that they go that that route, you know, and just have it more focused on like stupid kid stuff. But they obviously have a lot of topical humor as well. So
1: no, I think stay away from politics. There's enough go. There's enough messed up stuff in the world where you don't have to do politics all the time. And granted, that's... I agree. Like- you know, that's kind of the low-hanging fruit right mm-hmm. now, but I'm, I'm proud of them. Uh, like, they care. But, like, I'm proud of them, for you know, do, going like, you know what, there's other funny stuff we can talk about. Like, everyone's kind of piling on the presidency and government right. and whatever,
0: so let's, let's, let's get off that. Let's, let's do something, let's do funny. something a, little, a little bit different. Speaking yeah. of a little bit different, Ryan, one of the great graphic novels that I've ever read, start to finish, the thing is all done, it's called Why the Last Man, and it's going to be a show on FX, and they've already made some of the casting. Uh, mm-hmm. Diane Lane... Is going to play Senator Jennifer Brown, who was the mother of uh, Yorick Brown, or Y, yes. who is going to be played? I forget the actor's name. Some dude. He he was in Dunkirk. He looks fine. He looks like he could Barry be Barry Cohen. Okay, is uh, his name.
1: And if you if you look at him, and it's spelled like Keoghan, but if you know if you know your Gaelic pronunciations, and I like to think that, that I do. E o g h n is actually pronounced Owen.
0: I think this it's this kid, this has the makings of what could be a pretty good show.
1: And this kid Barry Cohen or. Keohan, Cohen, Cohen, Keohan, I believe it's Cohen. Um uh, he looks like uh, J.V. Ezra Miller, mm. he, look, he looks exactly like Ezra Miller, I like Ezra so Miller, a little bit more clean cut,
0: I like Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller actually yeah. would have been a good role, uh, well, good casting, but.
1: funny you say that because I'm, I'm looking at the page, they're actually the same age, how about that? Yeah. Perhaps I twins. Ezra, I think Ezra's got his plate full right now, though.
0: I think he does as well. Speaking of uh, his plate being full in the DC universe, Ryan, have you seen some photos for both Shazam and Aquaman?
1: Yeah. So uh, let's just start with the Aquaman. So I, I tweeted something out. People, <laughs> I think I like just responded direct. I didn't retweet it. I responded directly to the poster. Yeah. Um, and I was like, there's no way that like Orcas and Stingray would be in like the same waters.
0: Unless you can control all the fish in the sea,
1: or you, can, yeah, but like even then, like a tropical fish and like an almost arctic whale, like you're going to put them in the same, like that doesn't, they'll die. Uh,
0: yeah, it seems a little odd, and also and then,
1: well, I know then I, I spark some like weird debate among people like well you know and like (laughs) fish debate trying to make a joke trying to
0: make a joke yeah just trying to have a little bit of a fun with it but the dc people they they take themselves very seriously and i would have i would have even lumped myself in as a dc person but you just gotta call a spade a spade The, the movies aren't very good so
1: no and then you got him you got him standing there dead red in the middle of the poster with some like weird light source that's coming from god knows where and he's wearing leather pants underwater yeah what Even movie? If you're Aquaman, and you can swim at the speed of sound. Like
0: you're probably not going to wear leather pants. All right, two different questions for you. What movie will be better in your mind, Aquaman or Shazam? And what movie will have the better Rotten Tomatoes score? Uh, both will be Aquaman. Hmm. Unless Shazam, unless they're coming at it from a different angle, where we're like, we're going to be so in on the joke. Like if they they could make it. They could flip the genre on its head, Ryan. Potentially, or it's going to be the worst movie ever.
1: I think it's just going to be stupid.
0: Like, yeah, it looks stupid. I like, don't Zachary really Levi care for that Zachary that Levi suit. guy. Not, that not a fan. Suit
1: looks stupid.
0: The suit looks dumb as hell. It looks like you could go to Toys R Us, pick up the pod, and pick out that suit, try it on, and wear it around. Like anybody could That's
1: do it. it. Like I've seen better costumes at like Halloween, uh, Halloween Warehouse.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it looks like a bag of shit. But then Aquaman looks like Aquaman. Yeah, but whatever. I don't know, man. It's just it's not great. Anyway, Ryan, have you seen uh one episode has been out of Who is America, the new Sasha Baron Cohen show? I saw ten, I saw the 10-minute clip that they did with the
1: guy, like the gun nut.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With like getting the preschoolers all armed. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't bad. I think you know it's similar where similar to the Ali G show where he's gonna interview a lot of politicians, but he's also gonna interview some people that you know just because they're gonna say some weird stuff, so he has four brand new characters, and maybe i'll I'll warm up to them but as it stands right now, the best of the four wouldn't crack the top three on the Ali G show uh no and i what
1: i what I found in watching this clip the show might have been different. I didn't watch the entire episode, but I heard like you said like it was good, not great um and what I'm, what I've sensed from that is that like, it's not as lighthearted as like Ali G or like the the Bruno or whatever. Like there was like a silliness to that, and like this isn't that. Like it's like, he's like trying to show people just how ridiculous the United States of America is right now. Yeah, and, and like it's I not feel as like playful,
0: right? And going back to what we're saying about South Park, it's like a lot of us, we already kind of know we're like trying to get away from it. You know, when you're watching these shows, and it's like. Just bringing it back. I know the numbers were really bad. Like it's, a, it's a Showtime show, which I can't imagine television shows on Showtime. Like, what? Like, Shameless? Like, there's not really that many. Uh, but yeah. the numbers, I guess, were not very good for the first week.
1: And you got to think if it's on Showtime, that means because Ollie G was on HBO. Yes. So you got to believe that HBO was like, no, we're going to pass on. They made it.
0: They may have turned it down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I watched the first episode of Sharp Objects with Amy Adams on HBO. Sure. I think I like it. I think I'm in. Yeah. It's a little bit of a slow burn, but I think I'm in. Um, yeah. Not to
1: not to big time you, but oh. I did read the book.
0: Oh um, boy, Jesus. I haven't watched the Let's show. Let's just yet. stop recording right now.
1: Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna take that back. You know what? I didn't I didn't read the book I, <laughs> You no, just lied this, about but, reading the book? No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, kind of. I, I listened to the audiobook in the car when I lived in Boston and I used to have a longer commute.
0: Ooh, judges, judges? Yep, that counts. That counts. It counts yep. That counts. Listen yep, to the so that audiobook. Was, that was that might even be more nerdy. I don't know. Audiobooks are awesome, especially if you get a good narrator. Yeah. Did who did it? Amy Adams? Um, I forget, but the, the woman who did it was quite nice. Quite good. The same voice as Surrey on the iPhone. Um,
1: one of the best. Uh, Neil Gaiman does all his own audiobooks.
0: Ooh, that I would I listen to. I should yeah. get an American Gods. I picked that up in the bookstore the other day. And by picked it up, I mean I physically picked it up. I didn't buy yeah. it, but I was looking it's, at yeah, it. I was flipping through point. it, and I was like, I should read this, but I'm just not going to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Stranger Things had a teaser, Ryan, where it looks like Hawkins is getting a, a mall. I'm all in a new character and a new character. What the girl that was with Steve in the ice cream shop? You think? Yep. Yeah. Sure. I think it looks pretty good. I'm in. I'm all in on Stranger Things. I've talked to some people that said, "Well, season two was fine. I'm kind of done with it." I'm like, "Not me. I'm all. I'm. I'm balls deep in Stranger Things. I'm all in.
1: I like yeah. it. I like. I like that era. I like the. Um, I like the dynamic with the characters and all that stuff. And I. I. Uh, I wonder where. It, I just need to see where it's going to go. And if, and if they're smart. If yeah. they're smart, they end it.
0: Three. I think you're probably right. And not so much of a hot, chili hot take, but don't you get the sense after seeing some of the kids, you know, at some of these award shows and things, they're not all going to make it, man. Like there's, no. there's going to be a couple that have like the traditional child star issues is my yep. guess.
1: <laughs> i do like the kid uh was it finn Wolfhart, the kid who was in it too i, I like think him. He, he has the best be
0: i think he definitely because he's already known for things outside of stranger things where every other kid is that's the stranger things kid that's the stranger things kid
1: like i love uh what's her name uh bobby, you know, millie, bobby was, millie bobby brown millie bobby yeah she's like awesome her, but she's awesome she's she's 11 the rest of her life
0: yeah probably Probably.
1: Yeah. You, and, it's, and it's the curse of, like, you did too good of a job with it, kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like well,
0: and that actually segues pretty good into our uh, topic du jour. Now, Ryan, is it okay with you? Because we have a lot to get to. We don't have a ton. We're kind of sandwiching time. I don't know if I told you guys about we, we're in a different studio, so I'm all, I'm all a whack. Uh, should we skip the the Davy video game minute and get right to the topic du jour?
1: Only if you promise me that it could be longer than a minute next week.
0: Um. Yes, it can. In fact, next okay. week... I believe we're just going to take a look at everything, all the trailers and things from San Diego Comic-Con. So next week, we would, I'm gonna, would be going to sandwich it in there. Yeah, I'd be very welcome to have a nice, long video game minute. Yep. All right. All right. Topic du jour time. You ready, sir? On um, what? It's the topic of the day. And today, we are going back. It is season one of Breaking Bad. And we're just gonna, it's going to be all spoilers. And I think yeah. now we're going to try to focus on season one, but... If you're one of the few people out there, and we actually got some of the tweets and emails about this, that people hadn't seen it, they knew we were going to do it, so we're going to start it. I don't, I don't want to spoil future seasons. I might not do it on purpose, but just I feel like I have to warn you. Like if I say something in season one and be like, "And we know how that ends," like I don't, you might want to just put hit pause right now. Is my guess. I still download the episode, obviously. You're already you here. Know. You've already had 11 great minutes of content. My point would be we're going to be very focused on these seven episodes, but it's going to be tough not to mention something down the road, right? That's only fair.
1: Yeah, and because there are certain things, and now, again, this show has been off the air for five years. Right. So...
0: Kind of you know, on like you, it, I guess.
1: It, ten years ago was the airing of the first episode. Like, If you're on board, you're on board. And But right. I will say before we get into this... I definitely hit pause if you lo- if you are ever interested in watching this show. Um, in my mind, this is the most airtight television series ever put on the small screen. Because you think of, like, everyone who loves Game of Thrones, and they're like, well, there's, like, these plot holes, and, like, I don't really understand this. And even with The Sopranos, like, people are like, this didn't make any sense. Everything in this show makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think... So, like, For me, I still like The Wire slightly more, but Breaking Bad is the only other show I can really listen to somebody's argument on. This is the greatest show of all time, and here's why. I think Game of Thrones, as much as I love it, the million characters does kind of throw people off a little bit. You know, if you go back and look at every single storyline that happened, you could probably trace a few that said, was that really important? Like, did we really need to do that? Sopranos is the same way. You're like, was that necessary? You're like, turns out it really wasn't. Whereas Breaking Bad everything goes somewhere every everything is like you said done for a reason
1: yeah and that's what that's one of the most fascinating why i've rewatched this entire series four times <laughs> like i'll just throw it like i've i've s- studied is the wrong word yeah. but i'm i'm fascinated with this show yeah for so many reasons and i beg you if you haven't watched this show yet you need to watch it
0: yeah it's available on netflix you right need- now so it's easy to just just sit down pour through you know, a lot of people, I think, binge-watched. I I think Shark watched it from the beginning, and he told me it's good. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And then I think it was either season two or season three where I started watching it live. The first season, which we're going to talk about, came out in 2008. It was only seven episodes on AMC. I did not watch it. So I think what I did was I got the DVDs later on and then watched the show like with everybody else, weekly. But for the first season, I think the first two seasons, actually, I watched them all like right in a row, and was like, "This show is amazing." And the first thing, Ryan, is it's a seven-episode season one. Why was it only seven episodes?
1: So I was I was reading this article that they did with the tenth anniversary of Breaking Bad, and they were talking to Vince Gilligan, and they were saying that when this show went into production, it was actually a very like lightning in a bottle kind of thing. So AMC was going through this whole thing because. Um, he, he even said it himself, and you're going to like this. He's like, AMC wants to meet with you about your show. Everywhere it turned it down. Right. Um, everywhere that he put it and turned it down, and then someone's like, AMC wants to meet with you about your project, and he's like, Isn't AMC that station that shows fucking short
0: circuit two every day? I love Short Circuit Two, but yes, that's that's a but that's a that's like- a blow. Well, actually, Ryan, real quick, I'll let you continue yeah. your story, but uh TNT, Showtime, and HBO all rejected like the the pitch of the show, and FX was actually set to develop the pilot, but then they ultimately passed in favor of Courtney Cox's show Dirt because they were trying to get more of a female audience on FX.
1: Yeah, so, it, so I was reading, really, which, is, which is crazy, yeah. like FX. Um, but anyway, so Vince Gilligan, they, they everywhere passes on this that he, that he submitted it to, except for AMC. And AMC had just signed on to do Mad Men, but it hadn't gone into production yet. So there was like these two shows that they, that they had that they knew were good. They just didn't know if people were going to watch them or not. So what happens is, while the middle, while they're in the middle of production of season one with Breaking Bad, the writer strike happens. Now, right. There were 60 or something shows that all fell victim to this writer's strike, Heroes being one of them. Heroes was a really good show the first season. Uh, Friday Night Lights was another one. Friday like, Night Lights, we talked it.
0: about that. That took a major blow. They soldiered through it. They had a rough patch. You can probably identify the episodes <laughs> where the writer's strike happened, and then they bounced back after. The, but like Right in the middle of the, C- or the series, they had a bit of an issue.
1: So instead of doing that, what they did was they cut, the, they cut Breaking Bad from nine episodes first season to seven and kept their original cuz those were already written. So that's like the, the probably the what saved this show.
0: Yeah, because who knows what the, what they would have done. And then they would then they would have had some bad episodes in there or things that they would have had to make up for. And it also kind of worked out where uh Walter White, and we'll go through this episode by episode, but Walter White the original plan was for him to basically go kind of full heel at the end of season one. But because yeah. they didn't have those final two episodes, that gets pushed into season two, which I think is great because he's still you're teetering on the fence of like, all right, well, like, what is he capable of? Like, what is he willing to do? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he somewhere in between? Uh so that's why I think season 1 is is great. I mean it actually it, it helped it was they were kind of lucky in that regard, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's and what what else was super lucky too is that like uh Gilligan heard about this writer strike and they could like spell like basically the end of the show. So the last two he wrote the last two episodes that were basically like the finale. Like this right. is the end of the show, so we're going to throw the kitchen sink at it. And actually he had this isn't a spoiler cuz it never happened, but he had Jesse and Hank dying at the end of season 1.
0: Oh, that's right. Which is crazy. I guess Which you know crazy. Aaron Paul like did thing- such a good job as Jesse that yeah. they ended up keeping him around for.
1: And, and what? And what a unbelievably lucky thing that those two episodes never got produced because that would have completely ruined the show. Oh,
0: it would have Down been terrible. Road. Like, Je- like Walter White gets all the attention, as he should, as being one of the great characters of all time, but Jesse Pinkman is right there. I mean, he's oh, yeah. right up there at the top, and that's why we're talking about Stranger Things. Like, Brian Cranston at least has been in other things. Obviously, he was in Malcolm in the Middle, and he's been in other TV shows uh, and movies, and I know Aaron Paul has as well, but that talk about a guy who, like, you're Jesse Pinkman. Like, Kramer is Kramer, and like, you're Jesse Pinkman. Like, anytime I see him and pop up in anything, you're like, oh, there's Jesse. Like That's what he is.
1: Um, well, what's fascinating yeah. to me about this show, too, is that, like, through the five seasons, is it five seasons, right? Yes. Yeah, Through the five seasons, it tells a singular story. Right. Like there's not there's not this whole thing where like oh well that's the season where like The Wire where they're like oh that's this season or that's that season or right. like Dexter where it's like the, this tells one story throughout.
0: And just how crazy it can get from where it yeah. started. And so let's start there. Uh, episode one is just called Pilot. It's the, it's the very first episode. It's uh, a little bit longer. So if you're watching on Netflix, they're all about 48 minutes because it was an hour-long show. They took the commercials out. This one's like a full hour. So I think it must have been 90 minutes or whatever when it, when it debuted. And you immediately start out. Walt's in the RV, he's got the gas mask on, he's got no pants on, he's driving through the desert, he crashes the RV, then he records a video for his family and pulls out a gun waiting for the sirens to find him. That's how the series starts. And I, I forget, Like after there's 62 episodes total, and after watching the whole thing in order, I forgot just how quick the show starts like it's just right out of the gate you're like all right here's what you're in for i remember thinking like looking back on it i was anticipating more of a slow burn but it is not at all
1: no you're expecting like some character development you expect to be introduced to some people and like what their motivations are and like right out of the gate like you have this guy who's like running around in his wife fronts in his, in his briefs, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's And, like, he's driving the R and it's crazy, and, like, the music's going crazy, and, like, he just, like, crashes. And, like you said, there's that video that he does for his family, you know,
0: I did this for you, and yada, yada, yada. Oh, my God, and you then- got you got bodies in the back, you got a guy passed out on the right, like, you don't know it's Jesse yet, but you have a guy passed out there, and it's just chaos. And then it gives you the, the title on the screen, it says three weeks earlier, and, yep. you know, Walter's turning 50, and, His kid seems like a bit of a shithead. Walt Jr., like the first time you're introduced to him, he's complaining about the hot water. He's complaining about bacon. He's making fun of his dad for being old. It just, it seems like things aren't going great for Walt. Like he's at least 10 years older than his wife. And she's also, she has become one of the characters, one of the most annoying characters in television history.
1: And that's, and that's, but like, what a great starting off point, because now that you yeah. have, again, I don't want to get into the other seasons, but now that you have the full picture, yeah. um, it's the first thing, she puts the plate down in front of him and it says 50 on it. And like, in my mind, in my literary mind, it's like, all right, 50, you're right in the middle. Right. Right. Um, and you just get this like picture of like, and he's wearing like, basically Walter White's wearing like all khaki.
0: Oh like yeah, he, like he like, is he is just science teacher Joe America. He's a ham and egger. He's just yeah. your he's your regular literally, dude. Literally, a ham and egger. Yeah. He's like, a ham and egger yeah. with it's bacon done. on his birthday. But it's like and a special it, kind of bacon because he's 50, he can't be, you know, unhealthy. Yeah, it's like turkey bacon. <clears> it's like a shit bacon, bacon that Walt Jr doesn't want to eat. And, and it,
1: basically you get the picture of this guy's life sucks like right out of right before he's even diagnosed with cancer. Like
0: his life sucks. His life, su- yeah. We don't. We have no idea about the cancer. He's just. He lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico, just like an average-sized house. A wife who he's probably kind of annoyed with. A kid who doesn't really like him anymore, or at least at least shows that. You know, complains all the time. That's just what he is. And he's got a science job. And the kids in class don't pay attention to him, and all this other stuff. And his wife's pregnant, which is a stress on everybody. Right. You know what I mean, like that's like. Yeah, pregnant actually- at fifty-two. I guess the original script Walter White was supposed to be forty but i think yeah. amc was like well you know if it's like a midlife crisis maybe make him a little bit older like for him to go to the length that he's about to go to they're like make him a little bit older so and, then and think of how different this would have been if they cast either john cusack or matthew broderick who were their first their first choices for walter white yeah that would have been brutal i think cusack probably could have pulled it off matthew broderick would have been terrible yeah terrible been, choice been, yeah he i don't think he's got the chops to go heel I don't think so at all. I would not have liked that. And that's another one of the things is is they Vince Gilligan really liked the idea of the whole cast like not really being famous. Like Brian Cranston was probably the most famous and even he was not an A-list celebrity actor before this show. Right, So he liked the idea of kind of obscure people in there. Uh, so then at Walt's 50th birthday party, Hank, his brother-in-law, turns the TV on because he's being interviewed about this meth bust. And Walt, like, immediately, like, light bulbs go off. He's like, huh, like, that's a lot of money. That's a yeah. lot of money going on right there. Um, then this was an interesting scene. Skyler uh, gives Walt an old-fashioned in bed while they're oh, yeah?
1: talking. How do you like that? Uh, she's, like, watching her eBay thing, and she's just you know, cranking them. She says, it's all about you.
0: Just cranking them, and now he wasn't super fired up about it. Uh, who, who would be? No, she's got her be? laptop out. She's not even looking at him. She's talking about something. She's buying, you know, tchotchkes, and then she's just giving him a rub and tug. She's, bobbles. she's trying to sell some bobble. I don't know. Oh, so then Walt also, to make extra money, is working at a car wash with a terrible boss, so he collapses at the car wash, goes to the hospital. That's where we find out that he has lung cancer. And so and yeah. there's
1: a humiliating scene where he, the shithead in his class is like, you know, trying to mack on the girl and he's like, what's wrong with your tail? And the kid like goes to the table and then that kid, see, he's washing that kid's wheels of his car. Yeah. Like, cause the, the guy needed him to like help him out or like bogged on eyebrows.
0: Yeah. I, oh my God. Those are some and I remember caterpillars just,
1: like, watching that with like tight eyes, like eyes closed. Cause it's the most like humiliating thing. Oh, it's know, just before. so bad. And I'll tell you this as a teacher like kids look at you when they see you outside of the classroom like out of context they look at you like they're looking at an animal in the zoo.
0: Yeah, it's very you know strange. I mean?
1: It's 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 a very like you remember like seeing your teachers like out like doing oh, yeah. stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's a, and like kids
1: I've seen like kids like run away from me.
0: It's really <laughs> strange. <laughs> they don't know. I don't know what to do. I did like when went, uh yeah. When his boss told him to wipe down the cars, and this is after he freaked out at him, and he, and he was ripping stuff down, and then he grabbed his dick and said, wipe down this. Yeah, so that was good. good one. So then Walt, you know, he's a little inspired, so he ends up going on the ride-along with Hank, and they're in search of Captain Cook. And that's how we're introduced to Jesse Pinkman, who apparently goes by the name of Captain Cook. Now, if you remember that scene... What I don't understand is, so they go to the house. They have an informant. So they go to the house. They, they arrest Captain Cook or Jesse's uh, partner. And meanwhile, Jesse is next door hooking up with a girl. We see her breasts. So shout out to Mac. He could, you know, that's a good scene yep. for him. So she, he jumps out of the window at the neighbor's house so he doesn't get arrested. But then he gets into his car, and the goddamn license plate is the captain. How did they not stop that guy? How did they let him get away? His license plate well, is he- the captain.
1: The first, time, the first time I saw this, I'm like, oh, funny. And then this, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, why didn't he just stay in the house? Like, if he was next door? Right. Like, why, didn't he, why did he run? And then I'm like, oh, because they probably, he needed to get out of there with the car. Yeah. But he- you know, and not only that, but, like, if you saw the car, and you're know, like, there's someone with a license plate that says the captain on it. Like, run the plate.
0: Like, right, you, know you could is. easily find out where he is, and even though like at his house he covers up the cars, like yeah, you're still in the system. You have a vanity plate; they can find you. Yeah. But so all these cops they go bird, you know, flying into the house. They come back out. They arrest the one guy, and the whole time there was a right outside the house. There was a car that said the captain on it. So that was a little. Yeah. Much. Uh, he's also known for adding chili powder to his meth, which is which disgusting. Which is <laughs> that's not how I like my meth, Ryan. I, yeah, I, I, I hold the yet. chili powder, please. So this is where Walt and Jesse. You get the sense, All right, these guys know each other, and clearly Jesse was a student from before. So Walt meets up with them, and he blackmails them into teaming up with him. Jesse yeah. doesn't want to. And I think this is, a, this is an important theme in the entire show, is count how many times Jesse tries to be done with this kind of lifestyle, and Walt convinces him to keep doing it.
1: And this is where, and this is the most fascinating piece of the show, is that when you're introduced to Jesse, he's the bad guy. Like, he's the drug dealer. And, like, they, they try to paint him as, like, this, like, low-level kind of, like, nobody shithead who's, like, a drug dealer who just gets Walt into this world. Mm-hmm. The, the, and, the, and the beauty of this is is that the entire time, and you get this in season one, too. Oh, we'll, get, we'll get to that. But, like, what you find out down the road is that, like, you, like you said, like, Jesse just wants out. Like, Jesse just wants to be, because not, that's not him.
0: No, he wants to make some money, but he doesn't really want to be, like, a full-on criminal. Like, he's not looking to be, like, this mastermind. He just, you know, he, he, you know, you saw him have, like, job interviews before. It didn't go very well. So he just wants to make money and, like, live his life. He's not looking to make billions of dollars. He doesn't need to be an intimidating force or anything. He doesn't care. He just wants to, to live his life. And Walt keeps dragging him back in there. Um yeah. And so Jesse still doesn't know that Walt has lung cancer. He just knows that he was a stick-in-the-mud teacher who failed him in chemistry. Um, Then we get the scene where Walt sticks up for Walter Jr. in the clothing clothing store when when the guys were kind of bullying him and whatever. Uh, Now we get Crazy 8 and Emilio, and they want Walt to cook for them. And Walt's like, hey, I'll teach you how to do it. Gets him into the RV. Basically kills him with science, or at least we think he kills him with science. <laughs> yeah. And then now we're back to where the where the episode began. Like so, now we're right there at at the start of it. And what's crazy, which I did not remember at all until rewatching it, is in one of the in the scene where you know you got the bodies in the RV, which has already been crashed. Walt's waiting for the sirens, which of course end up being fire firefighters, not police officers. He takes the gun, holds it underneath his chin, and pulls the trigger, but it just clicks. Yeah. It just clicks. That could have been the se- that could, that could have been the series right there. That could have been, but and, and the gun was loaded because then like so it clicked and then he shot the ground and a bullet came flying out. So he yeah. tried to kill himself in that episode. He did. Um, he did. Now uh, Walt and Skyler have uh, have sacks. Uh, he because at, what you can tell here is Walter is so turned on. About being a criminal, like him breaking the law is what gives him juice. Earlier in the episode, couldn't get a a hard on because while she was giving him an old fashioned. Now, and this is the move they do in movies too, where you have like an older guy who's you know maybe past his prime a little bit. When he turns the wife over to go from from behind, that's when he means business. That's where, you're like, wait a minute, he's taking his life back. And then Skyler's like, ooh, Walt, is that you? Suggesting that he normally has a tiny pecker, now he has a giant pecker. <laughs> BDE. That, that's like how I read it. I don't know how you read it.
1: No, and there's definitely a... A vigor there that wasn't there before. If I'm just to put it like, you know, there's a. uh, I agree
0: with that completely. I I like your
1: word juice. There's some more juice. There was definitely some more juice.
0: So, episode one ends with them having sex. Episode two, called Cats in the Bag, begins with them having sex. And now he's dealing with all the events from episode one. So, Crazy Eight in the RV, he's still alive. Like, you end up. He's still alive. Also, some pretty funny stuff in here is. Skyler's kind of on to him. She's like, What's going on? Because Jesse um, calls the house and he's like, You know, we got to deal with the situation. Wall pretends like it's somebody else. So Skyler star 69s him. And Jesse's answering machine is hilarious. Like, it's, it's like, yeah. Yo, 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 what up, Biatch? It's like this whole long thing. And so Skyler's no idea. She goes to his online page, which was not Facebook or MySpace, it was called a uh, shout page. A shout page, yeah. And it's just like naked women and pot leaves. And pot leaves. In fact, the general interests for Jesse are fine herbage, keeping it real, Ju Ryu, Kai Kung Fu, banging the skins with my smoking band, European motocross, and MILFs, 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 MILFs. (laughs) Yeah, I remember, like, what the milk? What's the milk? No. And then it's education, it says, is JP Wynn High School, DeVry University, and the street, yo.
1: <laughs> DeVry University. Remember they said those commercials, like, all the time? like DeVry University. Oh, yeah, you know? nonstop. Like you, c- you
0: couldn't get away from it. And so now, so Crazy 80, or crazy eighty-eight, crazy 8 is locked up in the basement at Jesse's house. Emilio is dead. Crazy 8 is still alive. They don't know what to do with him. Walt and Jesse are trying to figure it out. So they flip a coin, and Walt has to kill Crazy 8. Jesse has to dip them into an acid bath. Now, Ryan, if you yep. were in that same situation, what would you choose? Would you I rather? Would
1: the... No, I would choose the acid bath.
0: Me too, because that, that, guy... Guy, that guy's already, already,
1: dead. already dead. He's already dead.
0: Yeah. That's true.
1: And so, and there's, there's, um, there's a self-defense aspect to that where like, he did that because they were clearly, Emilio and Crazy Eight were clearly going to kill them.
0: Oh, they had guns put on them for sure. Oh yeah, they were definitely going to kill them. So I wouldn't feel as bad, but you're right. It's still pretty messed up. And
1: here is a, one of the first turning points you have for Walt, because at the time, you know, he's just, I'm just cooking this stuff. Like I'm not. In in his mind it's it's a victimless crime. Like I'm making this stuff, I'm making money, people want this stuff, I'm providing a service, that's it. You know, right, and then right. dealing with Crazy Eight, you find that this is one of the turning points for Walt. Now this is also you see the dynamic for the first first of all and the way, what happens with the acid bath is probably one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen on television.
0: Oh my god, I know. And on AMC. Like I know AMC gets away with some more stuff than, you know, like NBC or ABC would but it's also not HBO and so for them to do some of that was was insane but also shows you like how Walt like applies science like not only does he know how to make math but he's like I, I know how to get like, get rid of a body and like and so he's telling Jesse to get those like the plastic tubs cuz that'll work tub, he puts yeah. them in the bathtub that's still again 62 episodes that's one of the most memorable scenes in the entire series is the bathtub going through, in, the, in, going through the going through the house like that
1: season 1 episode 2 yeah, And you still have 60 more episodes after that, which is which is crazy. Um, but again, it, it's Walter and Jesse interacting. Would you see them interacting with their dynamic for the first time? Where Walt's trying to teach Jesse something that he might not necessarily want to learn, but he's like, you're going to have to learn. Like, right. I told you to get the... What did I tell you? I told you to get the plastic because the acid doesn't eat through the plastic. It eats through porcelain. You idiot. And it's basically him just like berating Jesse.
0: Right. Yeah, so, no, it's, it's definitely what, what he's doing. And then so Jesse... Or Skyler asks uh, Walt who's Jesse Pinkman. And then so quick thinking my Walt, he says he's his pot de- dealer. And then yeah. Skyler ends up confronting Jesse. And then so they have that explanation. Um, and then at the very end of this episode, there's a kid out in the desert who finds the gas mask that got left behind.
1: Which has the inscription of the high school on it.
0: Right. And it also yeah. – th- that sort of, uh, I don't know if it's a theme or what you would call it, where a kid sort of stumbles upon something he's not supposed to see, they go back to that uh, and break that a couple of times.
1: and it, Yeah, and it's, it's one of those vehicles where um, it's almost like, I want to say it's, ch- but it's not chance. It's like fate. Like, it's always coming back. Right. Like it's always like the, it was all, and if you look at the end of the series versus the beginning of the series, you know it was always going to end that way. You know what I mean? Oh
0: yeah, for sure. And we're two episodes in, and Walter White, 50-year-old husband, father, science teacher, is already a murderer. Again, he hasn't killed Crazy 8 yet, but he killed Emilio. He's made drugs, and he kidnapped Crazy 8. So, yep. like, the <laughs> the crimes he's already committed are off the charts, and we're two hours into the show.
1: And we're two hours into the show, and you already see the conflict within this version of Walt, where he's like... You know he's given crazy eight like a sandwich, and he's they got him locked up with a bike lock against like a pole. Oh my god!
0: Most, you know, yeah, you know, and it's brutal. It's bad. Like it's bad. Uh, already. So episode three is called "And the Bags in the River" because again, episode two is "Cats in the Bags." This is "And the Bags in the River." You get flashbacks to Walt's work before coming becoming a teacher and that ends up being sort of a theme throughout this season and going forward how he wasn't just a science teacher like it's even more of a letdown for him because he was a part of this company with elliot we don't get elliot yet but we get uh was it gretchen it's sort right. of the, the the things that he's working on and like how much money he could be making in like a completely different path his life could have gone down
1: and there's this whole thing where he and Gretchen are talking about, like, your body is made up. As they're scooping up liquefied remains of Emilio, mm-hmm. they're going through this description of, like, what makes up the human body, and it's not, the math isn't correct, and they're like, well, what's the other part of it? And they, at the end of the episode, they say, like, well, it must be the soul. Yeah. is what, you're, what we're missing. You know? Right, so right. There is, so the idea that that's a tangible part of a person's body, and that can be, like, broken or that can be Mm -hmm. removed, and then you have this change in walt that happens in this episode take it away richard
0: and then i also you get crazy eight says to walt while he's locked up he says this was this stuck out to me he said this line of work doesn't suit you yeah and i was like i don't know man i don't think it suits you (laughs) it might uh then you know there's the the storyline in here about walter jr uh smoking weed or but he's not but skyler thinks that he is and so hank talks to walt jr about weed tries to like scare him straight a little bit whatever uh walt and crazy eight have like this heart to heart you find out crazy eight's name is domingo there's like this long conversation in the basement you mentioned you know making him sandwiches cutting the crust off and all this other stuff but he drops the plate because walt's still dealing he hasn't told anybody he has lung cancer so he's still dealing with that he goes to bring him like a bologna sandwich, drops the plate, it goes into a million pieces. He wakes up after being unconscious for like 10 minutes. Puts all the, you know, the plate together, goes upstairs, makes him another sandwich, but then realizes that there's a piece, like a jagged piece of the plate that is missing. Yep. And so he was probably like he was trying to come up with a reason to let Crazy 8 go, but then he realized like he has like a shiv and he's got it you know on him, and he's just talking nice to him so to let him go. So then he goes down and chokes him to death. Like he takes the goddamn bike yeah. lock and chokes him to death. So if you want to say that hey, the first death he did kind of self-defense and it was with a uh, you know with science like it exploded something in the RV and like the toxins or whatever got to the guy. This one is hands on and now he's already killed two people three episodes in.
1: Yeah, and 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 again this is one of the big steps that he takes towards, you know, becoming Heisenberg is actually killing somebody. Right. You know. Um and it's it's uh it's it's another one that's just kind of hard to watch, you know, because it's 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 pretty uh, intimate is the word I would use where he's like yeah. It's not like he's shooting someone from a mile away, or it's not like he's you know blowing him up. No, not, and like Crazy Eight, like hands on.
0: He's like he's struggling. You see him. He stabs him in the leg a couple of times with that piece of the yep. plate. He's going nuts. And then so at the end of the episode, it's it's crazy because Walt says, "Skyler, there's something I have to tell you," and it's really he's talking about cancer. He's not talking about yep. oh I murdered two people already. Yeah. Uh, so episode four is called Cancer Man, and now Hank is looking for Crazy Eight because they know, like they, you know, the the drug trade and Crazy Eight. They're they're now looking for him because they found his car out by that by that site. Right. Department exactly. Course, yeah. So wait, I was was crazy. Was Emilio the informant, or was it Crazy Eight? Like, I one of those guys must have been the informant, right?
1: I think they they find out down the road that it was Crazy Eight.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, so Walt now finally tells his family. And you know, that he has cancer. And then you can see immediately like why he hadn't told them because they all start freaking out. They all start telling him what he should do and you know, all that stuff. So you can tell you can see on his face right away, he's like, This is not why I, I did not want to do this. Yeah. Uh we also in this episode, we see Jesse's parents for the first time, and he has a little brother who they prop up as like this great little kid and everything else. Uh you realize that he actually is probably more like Jesse than his parents would be willing to admit. You know, he's hiding right. weed over the house and stuff like that.
1: And this was an interesting, because this is the first time you see Jesse as not kind of, because remember there's that scene where he's in his old bedroom and he takes out, like, his old artwork and, you know, how he's smiling at it, and he's kind of, like, tearing up, like, looking at it. Like, this is a person who had some potential, just didn't really connect that way. He right. Just couldn't connect the dots and then found his... But this is a kid, like, he's an artist, he's, and he keeps telling... Uh, Walt, like as he's, you're an artist. You're an artist. And he's like, no, it's science. He's like, no, no, no.
0: Yeah, yeah, right.
1: Because see that, and that I, I, that always stuck with me that he was very interested in art because he, the persona of Jesse is like because he's not very big and his clothes nope. are he, he he's he, his clothes are even too big for him, which is like right. a, it's a it's a representation of like he's not who he thinks he is.
0: Right. Exactly. You know? Like I think he's gone down this kind of path. Like he probably wasn't great in school. He has other things that he's good at. But he got kind of caught up in this, and this is like how he's been making money. And so he you uh, you find out that he's able to sell it, and Walt's like really frustrated with him because he's like, "We just made all this meth, and how much did you sell it for?" And Jesse's like, "Well, it's not easy just to start selling meth." Like he's like, "He's like, yeah. well, why didn't you sell it all to somebody?" He's like, "That's not how it works." Like I don't know what you think this is, and but so they obviously have an is issue. That, like, yeah,
1: yeah, and this is the, where like no, by the end of the season, you're like, no, that's exactly how this works. <laughs> what was right the whole time. It's like, no, you have to find the person like Tuco who you can give pounds of this stuff to right out of the chute.
0: Right, you can't just be going around and, like at parties and selling it. And like they made like four thousand yeah. bucks a piece or whatever on the first go. Uh, so Jesse gets kicked out of the house as we said because the the maid found the joint. He didn't. He didn't. You know, throw his brother under the bus. Obviously, uh, you also get that guy. Uh, Ken, the guy who's always on his, his Bluetooth and is, like, super obnoxious. And, and, oh, and, this was awesome. Yeah. And so Walt ends up blowing up his car, that guy at the end. And so, like, you yep. see him throughout the episode, and he's just such a dickhead. He, that guy also is in Better Call Saul. He's in an episode of Better Call Saul where uh, Saul and, um, what's her name, the girl that he hangs out with all the time, they kind of, like, really screw with him. But it's the same kind of thing. Like, he's just, like, an asshole. But he pops up in Better Call Saul as well.
1: And, and uh, I knew I recognized that actor, and because I'm a big Office fan, he's the ad guy who comes when they do the commercial. Like he's the guy who comes and pitches the commercial to Michael.
0: Oh, that's great!
1: And he's like, "That sucks." And he's like, "Well, that was our that's
0: our idea." You know? <laughs> you know, that's great. Yeah. So a little that tie was back there. that was a good callback. Also, they're saying that Better Call Saul, which comes out, I think, later on this summer, I believe. Uh, they're eventually going to be catching up to the Breaking Bad timeline. Because Breaking Bad, we already said it came out in 2008, so that's where it's set. Uh, Better Call Saul, I think, started in like 02, So they're eventually going to cross over. I don't know if they've filmed anything yet with those guys, but I think there's going to be a tie-in with Jesse and with, with Walt at some point, which would be pretty sweet.
1: What I, would love, what I would love to see happen with that is maybe get Jesse and Walt uh, like a cameo. Yeah. Like, you see them walking out, but, like, I would love it if, you know, whoever's the receptionist for Saul, where they're just like, oh, you know who's in your office again, and he's like, ugh. But, like, he, at, when he leaves them, he, like, goes and does something else. So the whole time that he's, like, doing his, his Saul thing, he's also dealing with Walt and Jesse, and yeah. it's like, they mention it, you know, and, they, and that's, like, part of his stress, but they don't ever show them. Oh
0: yeah, like, they could they could, could they that. could drag this out for like a whole season and then like oh, yeah. finally get a, a reveal and like a scene with them like next year or something like that. Yeah. Episode 5 is called Gray Matter. That of course is the name of the uh the company that Walt helps invent. Yep. Uh you you see Jesse applying for jobs and this is where we meet Badger, his friend Badger who ends up being yeah. in a lot of the episodes. We also and meet And this time we yeah.
1: also have Skinny Pete and what's the other guy's name?
0: I forget the other guy. The guy with like the uh the lip ring.
1: Yeah, it's like it's not junior, but it's like something like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, he's a big fella. I gotta
1: figure it out. Yeah, keep going.
0: So uh, we we also meet Elliot. This is Walt's old part uh, partner, and they have this like crazy party. It's like they like you see their house, and Elliot is with Gretchen, and you, you kind of you're already starting to get a sense of what that relationship might have been like. Elliot wants to wants Walt to work at Grey Matter. But then Walt kind of sees right through that immediately because Skylar told him about the cancer. So Mm -hmm. she's trying to get payments for the cancer and and all this. Or at least get him on the health insurance because Walt doesn't have good health insurance. So you're like, okay, fine. We get that. Uh, And then it's what's funny in this scene, too, or this episode, is Jesse's in the RV with Badger. And he's showing him all the beakers and the flasks. And he's, like, naming all of them, like, what they are. Like, so clearly he'd already learned. Like, he didn't know all that stuff until Walt was telling him. And he didn't know if, if Jesse was taking in that information, and clearly he was. It's combo, by the way. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Com- <laughs> yeah. Combo. <laughs> um, and this is, again, it
1: speaks to Jesse's character because he's capable of much more than he kind of gets credit for at the beginning. Because like you said, he's actually learning from Walt. and, and, and uh, Which was funny because he had never done that before in his whole life before. Like he never learned from him in high school. Because remember, there's that line where he's like, "Did you learn anything in my class?" And he's like, "No."
0: Yeah, and he finds no. one of his old papers at his house in the previous episode where he got like an F, and it said, "Apply yourself." Like, you know, so he was yeah. not a great student, but he's interested in making meth, and he was he was so mad that he thought he followed the directions perfectly, and it didn't look as clear as the way Walt did it. So he kept destroying it, and Badger was obviously getting pretty pissed about that. Uh, yeah. They have like and an intervention good. for Walt, and that's where yeah. Marie is, uh, the sister-in-law is like. Walt should be able to do whatever he wants, and then Skyler loses her mind over that. Uh, so Walt starts treatment. He knows he's going to need money. Skyler's under the impression that Elliot is paying for it, but uh, Walt goes to Jesse and he's like, all right, we got we to gotta start to cook. Now, the other question I would have for you is, knowing the relationship there and what's going on, would you take money from Elliot to pay for your cancer treatments?
1: Well, to, just to speak to that, I think that this is the most important episode in the entire series. Mm. in this season. Because this is the moment. Like you said, if it were me, yes, I would have. Yeah, I, I think at what point
0: yeah. At
1: what point and this is where it becomes not to not to, you know, I'm going to pull this card out of the deck, but like this is where it becomes Walter White becomes the tragic hero, quote unquote, the, the tragic anti-hero. If this whole thing is a Greek tragedy, which it kind of is. Yeah. This is where and it's the the pride of Walter White ultimately leads not only to his demise, but everyone he's ever met. Like this ruins everyone's life around him and it's this decision. Yeah, it that is. Yeah. To to not take help from people who genuinely want to help him. Right. And and from here on out, this is Walter White's ego on display.
0: But I For- sort of see where Walt's coming from because so this is his previous partner. They should have been equals. They both should have been millionaires. And he, he stole his girlfriend. Yes. Like, that is, that is, I understand why he would be the last guy to accept money from. However, the alternative, like, the reason why it's even more surprising is the alternative, he already kind of knows what this life is going to be like. We're, he's already murdered two people. Like he and he's willing to do this and continue to make meth and he knows how dangerous it can be. He knows what kind of people I mean maybe he doesn't know exactly like he hasn't met Tuco yet and he hasn't met uh, Gus Fring yet. Like he hasn't met some of these other guys down the road. But the fact that he's already broken so many laws and knows how difficult it is and here's this money. Like I'm I'm prideful as well but yeah, you you probably just need to take that money.
1: But again, and this this is this And like pay a, an him back
0: ingredient. or something, you know? Like yeah. I don't know.
1: The main ingredient of this whole thing is his arrogance and his belief yeah. that like he can do this by himself without anybody, without the advice of his family right. well, he didn 't tell for a, they say he doesn 't tell for a month that he had cancer because he was trying to figure out on his own the fact that he thinks that he can do anything he wants by himself and then regardless of the feelings of anybody
0: right and then there 's even and we 'll go back to episode six, but at the in the final episode of this season. You know, we find out. You know, Marie is is like a klepto or whatever. She's like stealing stuff from stores. And Walt basically asks Skylar, "He's like, what would you do if I if, if it were me that stole like Marie? Like, what, what would you like? What if you found out that I stole stuff? Just just yeah. stole stuff?" And she goes, "You wouldn't want to find out." And so right away, like that's another like I don't think he was ever gonna tell her anyway. But it's very clear like how she really looks down on people breaking even like the smallest law. Like she would not put up with that crap at all. Uh, Episode 6, Crazy Handful of Nothing is what it's called. And so Walt basically like lays down the law to Jesse. He says, no more bloodshed. and so Because, again, they've killed two people. And so now you get a flash forward to Walt walking. And this is later on in the, uh, the episode. But you get a little flash forward. Walt, he's now bald. He's walking with like a sack in his hand. You don't know what it is. There's chaos. Something exploded behind him. And you're like oh my god like so like that's also the scene where not just because he's bald and he looks like lex Luthor or anything like that but that's where you're like all right this guy's going full criminal now and he doesn't yep. give a shit
1: nope and he and that's when you can tell that he doesn't give a shit about anyone right you know um and it's a, it's an amazing thing to watch because like you at the time like up until this point you're like oh well you know this there's, there's really sympathetic character like he's sick and you know he's he's just trying to help his family, and but you know like you know from the interaction with um Elliot and you know from how he how he handled that with Skyler like when they were leaving the party and he was like basically just like ripping her apart for like even asking right and then going back to Tuco after he had almost killed Jesse right like, right he doesn't give a shit about anybody
0: no he doesn't he's he's and what's funny is the way this started is he wants he wants this money not even really for himself he just wants to because he thinks he's gonna die and he doesn't want his family to have all this debt so he he knows he has one kid with a second on the way and his wife he doesn't want to leave them in debt but what he's dealing like what he's doing here is so much worse like <laughs> which he doesn't understand and that's the thing it's like I have a hard time reconciling this in my head that like oh
1: well he's doing this to like help his family like I don't think so. I think why he's doing this is so that people don't like if his family if he dies and his family becomes destitute. Like even in death, he thinks that would be a poor reflection on him. Yeah, you know true. I mean? Yeah, like no, I, like, I could
0: I could see that. I could definitely see it, that being the case. And
1: I, it's a completely narcissistic, sociopathic thing that, like, well, and like you don't get it right away, but having watched it so many times and and knowing what happens, yeah, like. That whole thing, and it, it happens, you get it at the end, in the very last episode where it, him and Skylar are on the s- screen for the last time, where he finally admits that thing to her. You get that, like, this was never about that. Never. Because remember, there's that scene in the beginning, uh, uh, like an episode before, where he says to, uh, says to somebody, like, I'm awake now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. basically, when you find out that you're going to die, you can do whatever the fuck you want, and it doesn't matter. Right, and that's and that's right. what he's clinging to when he's like, and it came right at the moment where he smashed the kid's leg who was making fun of his son. Like, right, what are they going to do? Yeah, like kill me? Like I'm already dying. No. So what?
0: Yeah, he doesn't have a fear of it anymore at all. And yeah. uh, so this uh, also in episode six, Jesse discovers that Walt has cancer. Walt doesn't even tell him. Like Jesse finds out because, and then you're, I think you're starting to learn more too. Like so, Jesse. He's like, oh, yeah, my aunt had that. And, like, so he's a little bit more experienced than in, 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 like, the ways of the world, I guess you would say, than yeah. you might think. Because I think Walt just looks at him as, like, a like a dumb kid. Like, that's how he thinks of him. But you're like, no, this guy has a lot more experience in the world than you would think. Uh, then they're asking, like, who took Crazy 8's place? And he says, some guy named Tuco, which is sweet. It's a good tease ahead to Tuco. Walt's still pissed off about, you know, they're not getting enough money as he thinks they deserve. He's pushing Jesse, tells him to grow some fucking balls at one point. Um, Then you get the scene where Hank goes through the science inventory because, you know, the mask, as you mentioned, gets traced back to the high school Uh, Jesse is friends with skinny Pete, as we mentioned, and skinny Pete was in jail with Tuco. So those guys get introduced to Tuco or or, I'm sorry, Jesse first goes and gets the shit beat out of him because he's like, he gives them all this great math. He's like, Oh, this is great. He's like, how about some money? And he's like, (laughs) they just beats the shit out of him. So here's the other question I would have for you is after Jesse comes back, like hospitalized, he got beat up so bad. Are you going back to Tuco?
1: If you're Walter White, yes.
0: Apparently so, yeah.
1: You know, because, again, like, he didn't care. He didn't care what happened to Jesse. And I think, and this is where, when Jesse's, to to go back to something you said, when he's, uh, Jesse's talking about taking care of his aunt, and that's the house he lives in now. It's her house, and she left it to him. Right. You get the sense that Jesse is a good person who just does bad things. And Walt is a bad person who tries to justify doing good like he's trying to say that like what he's doing is for good
0: right and like most of his life he did good things even though he may probably didn't want to but he just did
1: uh and um yeah, yeah and like you said like i think they go back to tuco because walt sees like well that's where we're going to make the money and i don't give a shit that he almost beat the beat you to death like I'll, we're doing it
0: yeah you know? we did like this is where we can go and it's one-stop shopping that also it was funny a good quote in this one is hank is talking to walt And he says, quote, you wouldn't know a criminal if it was close enough to check you for a hernia. Like, (laughs) Hank, there's so many little messages about Hank being like, you know, just like putting Walt down and also just being like, you don't know what this is like. And like, oh, this is like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, and there's so many little setups where Hank thinks he's like this great cop. And the whole time he's hanging out with Walt, who becomes a bigger and bigger and bigger drug pin, like the entire series. It's not like.
1: And that's why I would urge anybody who's even watched to watch this season again because like those are the things like you see them on like the second and third viewing. You're like, oh yeah, you know when like when like Hank is like just basically ripping on Walt. Like he's like, oh yeah, he's like, and he's like, oh your gun's heavy. He's like, yeah, that's why they have men carry them. Like basically, oh, he's he's
0: nonstop making fun of them. And uh, yeah, so we also this is where Heisenberg is born. It's episode six. Tuco asks Walt what his name is, and he just says Heisenberg. And then he blows the place up, and now you go back to, you know, at the beginning, I guess it was last episode where he, or no, this episode, he, you know, again, science, he blows it up, gets money, and then he sets up the next buy, and I think Tuco at that point has, like, respect for him, he's like, this guy's nuts, this guy's insane, so we can't really intimidate him. All right, finally, the last episode of the season, episode seven, entitled a no rough stuff type deal, Uh, they're at like a PTA meeting and Walt fingers Skyler under the table. So and the bangs
1: are in the in the car.
0: Then they have sex in the car. So Walt and again, just proving to you, the more crimes Walt makes, like the more like alive he feels.
1: And it's because they bring the DEA in to talk to the school, and they have him. And basically, he got away with it, and that's yes. the juice. Like he, him doing whatever he wants and getting away with it, like that's what drives him. Yeah, and that. And it comes out in this season as like a sexual release,
0: which is really strange. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how he Skylar's does. Skylar's into it. So Skylar was. At first she said, no, this is not the right place for a fingering. And then afterwards she was like, yes, it is. Yeah, and then they made love in the car. Yeah, Aztec and let it rip. <laughs> Jesse uh, says to Walt at one point, "You look like Lex Luthor," which is just a good line. So then they yep. meet in the junkyard, and it's pretty funny because Jesse's like, "Why don't we just meet like at the mall?" He's like, "This is this is what a person like a criminal in a movie. This is like where they would meet." So Walt wants. This is funny because Walt wants all of the money owed to him. He shows up with like half a point like, five three pounds of meth. And then he, and then they clearly can't make enough of it, and so Tuco's pissed, and he you know he wants more of it, and he's not going to give him the money. And then Walt's like, "Hey, can you handle four pounds next week?" It's like you couldn't give me two pounds this week. Yeah, he's losing his mind. Uh, so then again, once again, Jesse says he's out, and Walt has to talk him back into it again. So it's like this has already happened multiple times in the first season. Yeah, and it's
1: because you know he. And, like, the psychological issues that they, they write into this show are, are fascinating. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like that. It's an abusive relationship is basically what it, what it boils down to. And, it, and what it boils down like is an abusive relationship between, like, a father and son. And it's that, like, emotional abuse that he gives them by calling him an idiot and saying, like, you'd be nothing without me. And, like, where would you be without me? And, like, and it's a, it's a way of, like, controlling him.
0: Yeah, know? no, it, de- it definitely is. And then... We also, in this episode, you get more of Marie as a shoplifter and Hank has Cubans. So it's like, these are these like minor, like law breaking things, you know, and Walt even calls him out. He's like, oh, I thought Cubans were illegal. And, you know, so they're, they're kind of pushing that out a little bit. You also get the scene and this is where it starts to get like later on in the series, some of the stuff gets so fantastical, but this is one where you're like, all right, I can see this guy making meth. I could see him, you know, exploding something again, if he knows how it works, but when Walt and Jesse go and steal the methylamine where I was like, Ugh, I don't know if they could really pull that off
1: well i i think the the comical part about it is it was just such like a like a shitty robbery, like they locked the the guy in the porta potty, yeah, yeah, that's true you know what i mean that's true it was completely j v but you know they're kind of learning on the fly, but like Walt knows, and like where would you even know where to find methylamine you know yeah that
0: that was that was odd uh you also which was this is very telling as well is so Jesse's starting to understand. He's like, "Oh, like you need money for like your cancer treatments." He's like, "I kind of get why, why you're Breaking Bad." I think he even drops the line, "Or you're Breaking Bad type of in there." But he goes, "He goes, how much cash do you need?" And Walt's answer is more. So yeah. it's like, okay, like there there is no number then. Like you're just you, that sounds like a guy's gonna keep doing this forever. Uh, some of the comedy in this episode though is the open house at Jesse's. Like they're in the basement making meth, and then there's like a, a full on open house. So that wasn't yeah.
1: bad. No, he, um, keeps, like, yell- and he like yells at the guy who like tries to get in the basement.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's screaming at him. And then the last, we also two things at the end here. For the very first time, the meth is blue. So he he, yep. he had to tweak it And again. I think it's because of the methylamine that they got or whatever. So the meth is blue, and which is going to be obviously a big part of the series going forward. Tuco, at first, was like, what the hell is this? And then he tries some. And for the second time, right after he tries some meth, he beats the shit out of somebody. And this time, it's his own guy. He goes absolutely crazy on him, right in front of Jesse and uh, Walt. And I think that kind of scared them a little bit.
1: <laughs> I th- I, yeah. And I think you see it on their face, because that's kind of where the season ends. Yeah. You know, where they're they're kind of, like, both, like, just staring. Like, they leave. Yeah. And and they're just kind of, like, staring, like, where they were. You know what I mean? Where yeah. they're like, oh, shit. And I think there's these oh shit moments for the two of them are like what are we doing? And I think th- the great part about Jesse's character is he is constantly over his head, always, and he's just trying yeah. to stay alive. You know, and and it's it's uh, for six seasons like this. You're like you're just waiting for this kid to die.
0: So I know you said uh, you obviously wouldn't go down this direction. Like if Elliot gave you a lifeline, you would just take that. But let's say hypothetically you get away with a couple of these, you know, meth deals, and you have enough money to cover your bills. Do you think you would stop right there or would you keep going and be like, you know what, I, can, I, I might be able to make millions of dollars doing this?
1: Well, you know, I think you cover my, you cover my expenses and, and all of that thing. But like the allure of what would you do if you knew you had nothing to lose? You know, I th- <sighs> and I, I've never been to that point. Right. Like if you, because if, there's that, that ethics question, like what crime would you commit if you knew you could get away with it?
0: Right, like if let's say this was uh, your uh, the night of the purge, what would you do?
1: And that's it. so someone I forget who it was. Be like, they should make a movie about the purge like the next day.
0: Yeah, just like, like clean when
1: you're up at work. You're like, oh, where's Steve? And you're like, oh, Steve and you're like, died. I Steve last
0: night. Like legally though, legally, legally. You know, yeah, it's you fine. Have
1: to go. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm not a big murderer.
0: No, uh, me neither.
1: But, you know, uh, we've been, however many, 75 episodes on W E E I of Dork Podcast. You know I'm a big fan of a heist.
0: Ooh, you know, a good heist. Yeah, sure.
1: You know I'm fucking robbing somebody. Yeah, that'd be you know, good. If I knew I could get away with it. A good um, heist
0: would be good. Yeah. What would your Sorry. drug lord name be, Ryan. My drug lord name. So he came up with Heisenberg on his own. Like the, nobody called him Heisenberg until he called himself Heisenberg. So I was thinking, like, if I was in that same situation and Tuco was like, What's your name? Like, you got to give him a name. It doesn't have to be your real name. So I would probably go with like an obscure, like, 80s, 90s baseball player. I'd be like, I'm Pete Incavilia," And <laughs> he'd be like, Oh, hey, Pete Cavilia Or like, I'm Jeremy Burnitz. He's like, Oh. You guys hear about the, the new John Jaha out there selling smack? I think that'd be the way to go. Or like a be, Orlando yeah, Merced. Be like a, yeah, a little uh, Todd Benzinger, that's what, <laughs> they, that's what they call me. <laughs> I'm Bobby Thigpen, how can I help you? I think that'd be the way um, to go. Mickey so they, uh,
1: I would be. Mine would be like, I would obviously go like mythological. I don't know if I would go Norse, Greek, or Roman, but I'm going sure. with like some mythological name. There's something having to do with, like, a trickster or, like, a thief. You know what I mean? Loki. <laughs>
0: a Loki's too easy. You
1: yeah, Loki, you, know? you gotta go
0: a little bit more obscure.
1: Yeah. Um, like, there's, like, uh, Moonin' is one of... Uh, That's good one. ...Ravens. That's a good one. So, you know, Hungin' and Moonin'. You know, so I would, like, you know...
0: What about Rusty, Rusty Greer? Like-
1: Rusty Gri, yeah, that's a good one. He's a Saint nice. Lingle
0: Mungle, that's Is a good one. That's pretty good. Yeah, then your name's, you know, on the Albuquerque streets. It'd be pretty good. Geronimo Baroa. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love. What about Candy Maldonado? I <laughs> love like Candy that. Maldonado. What a name. Yeah. What a ball player, uh, too.
1: Who's it? Marty Barrett?
0: Marty, B- Kent Herbeck.
1: Yeah. See, we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. Because, you know, you're going to run into some, like, baseball fan, and they're
0: like, what? Yeah, he's like, oh, you're the twins first baseman from the early 90s. Like, what? Uh, No.
1: i oh Uh-oh. No, I'm Gary Gaetti. Okay. <laughs> I didn't wear ear flaps when I was up at bat. I
0: was oh, what an asshole. What an absolute <laughs> asshole. Uh, see,
1: wasn't he the last guy to be able to do that? Wasn't he like grandfathered in? Like yeah, he, he probably was. Yeah, it was lap. like Gordie
0: Howe. Yeah, he was the Gordie Howe of baseball, Gary Gaetti. Actually,
1: but, it was, uh, it was um, shit, what was the guy? John Olerud. No, the guy, the
0: last hockey player to kn- Craig McTavish
1: was the Oh, last Craig McTavish was, you're that, right. Not having to wear a helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Ryan, if you could steal a smooch from Skyler, Marie, or Gretchen, who would it be and why? Well, as we see it in season one, Skyler's kind of a freak. I so. think it'd be Skyler, too. Like, I understand why people hate Skylar. She seems like uh, she's always on Walt, and she doesn't seem very, uh, I don't know, she doesn't seem great most of the time. But there's more sex in this first season than the other ones. I, I think I kind of, I'll go Skyler here.
1: Yeah, and, and so I'm going to say this just uh, just to play the devil's advocate, and this might be a little bit of a hot take you have to understand. Again, I've watched this entire series four or five times. Yes, um, and just the barrage of shit that Skyler has to deal with. Like, I would say, like this is a woman who has who has lived in constant fear for years. So, like, that's going to e- She's not going to. She's not going to behave rationally. She's going to do stupid things. She's going to act out because she's afraid of the people she lives with. Correct. Like that's that. So. Let's call that. Um, I would say that Deb from Dexter is a far worse character.
0: Mm, I don't. I never saw Deb. I never saw Dexter. I mean, oh, or she Deb sucks. Well, like, uh, it, she's awful, and she's awful. And Skylar's pretty bad, though. Like, I understand your argument. Like, I would say you know Walter White is also bad. Like, Walter White sucks, but like sucks in like an entertaining way. Like, Skylar is a pain in the ass a lot of the times, and I hate well, the kid too. Bad. And I understand he has cerebral palsy, and I'm sorry about that. He actually has it. Uh, the the actor RJ Mitty has it, but not as severe as the character. So I guess yeah. he he plays it up a little bit more. I feel bad for that, but just the stuff he says, I think he's kind of a shithead.
1: And I think so. One of the stu- the articles I read is he was meant to be kind of like the um the voice of reason mm. in the whole show. Mm. Um, and there's this whole relationship with Jesse and Walt, and then Walt and his actual son, where there's like. And this is going to sound terrible, but, like, there are people who believe that, like, the reason that Walt is the way he is with Jesse is because he sees his own son as, like, a poor reflection of him.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, sure.
1: And, and, and that's, that's terrible. Oh, it's you awful. You to understand that, like, Walt's a terrible person. Yes, he is. You know, so, like, his pride is like is such that, like, I have a son who has a disability, and that's a shame to me. Well, well I'm, exce- I'm going to take it out on this kid.
0: You mean, know cause I mean, just think about it. Like, they didn't put that in there like just like randomly no you know no, what that, i mean that they're that not like cool. oh and by the way like he's gonna have a high school uh son who has cerebral palsy like that well, wasn't by that, accident
1: no and i think that meant is meant to show one the financial burden that because he needs care like if someone has cerebral palsy like they need constant care so that's right. financial right more well more motivation
0: care. for that that's true yeah right.
1: and but i think that's more of like forgive the pun but that's more of a crutch for yeah. walt to be like See, I need to do this because of this, it's
0: right? Like an and same same thing that. with Skylar being pregnant. Like you don't know what's on the way, so you're just like more yeah, and financial and there's a real possibility that yeah. they
1: could be set up for more medical bills because you don't know. You know, so
0: it's an absolute yeah. heck of a show, though. I mean, what a what a ridiculous, insane program.
1: I mean, even like you can tell just by me talking about it right now. I, I could talk about this for like another hour. Like I was I was exhausted. I was out until two o'clock in the morning last night. I was exhausted. And this has like re energized me.
0: It's great. I mean, out. it's it's awesome. And so I don't know how regularly we're gonna be doing the other seasons, but we will. We'll get there. We'll do season two, three, four, and five. Um, next week we have we're gonna take a look at all the trailers and news and notes from San Diego Comic Con. So that should be a good one. There's I know D C has a lot of stuff, so maybe it'll surprise us or we can just make fun of it. That'll probably be next week. Uh, anything else on Breaking Bad, Ryan? Uh, watch it. Watch please. it. Yeah. And uh,
1: if, if you if you like this episode, please feel free. If you have thoughts and theories and want to know more about what we think, please, Arvon D on Twitter or Twitch. I'll be on Twitch tonight. Please come on and... Uh Ask me all of your Breaking Bad questions, and I'll be happy to give
0: you my two cents. Very good. At Dork Podcast as well on Twitter. Dorkpodcast at gmail.com. If it's a little bit more long form, you can rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell a dork. Uh, We also YouTube channel. We are uh, updating uh, videos there. YouTube.com slash Dork Podcast. That's going to do it for this week. Hopefully it sounds fine. I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned this, but we're in a different studio, and it's a little foreign to me. Hopefully this gets uploaded. Hopefully this is fine. But uh, thanks again for listening to this, and we will talk to you soon.